Brian and Stephanie. Brian and Stephanie, welcome to the Ward family. And to get us going here, where did each of you grow up? I grew up in the Portland, Oregon area. And I grew up in the LA area. Big families, smaller families? We both come from families of five. And then where are you in, like, are you the oldest, youngest, somewhere in the middle? I have a twin sister, and we're the oldest. I guess technically she's two minutes older than me. And we have a younger sister. And I'm also the oldest. What was it like growing up as a twin? Was that, like, super cool, or did that get irritating, or a little bit of both? Like, probably both, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great. We are very different, so people didn't, often didn't know we were twins. But it's interesting going through life, always having a companion with you all to share birthdays and, you know, every major occasion. And just in case anyone starts hearing dark barking or moving around or whatever, like, who's with us here for this? We have Mia, our dog here. She's just, she's being pretty obedient right now, kind of looking onward on her pet bed. She's a little suspicious of Greg, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as well she should be. So, And so as you were each growing up, were you members of the church or did that come later in life? Yes, I was a member of the church growing up, participated in like primary and young men's. And I do think of a time of my kind of when I felt like more converted to the gospel was when I was about 19, had initially kind of delayed going on a mission and had an experience reading the Book of Mormon, kind of an open heart, kind of wanted to understand if it was true. And that was the genesis of me deciding to go on a mission and having a little bit more of my own testimony. Of course, as a, as a young person, I did have other experiences, but that one sticks out in my mind as kind of when I became a member of the church for myself. How about you? Did you grow up in the church as well? or? I also grew up in the church, and I think that faith is something that has come naturally to me and always felt close to my Heavenly Father. And as you were growing up, were there certain people who were particularly influential in your lives? You know, whether it was other family members or teachers, adult leaders, you know, school teachers, I don't know, anything like that? I thought of two people. Um, One, my mom, really sweet lady. I thought she had a lot of good qualities. She was an example of faith in our house and kind of led the family a little bit in that way. Um, All of my family members were great too, though. And then the second person was a young men's leader um, named Preston that I was with for multiple years growing up, like spiritually, and then just the activities that he uh, led us on as young men really stood out as, as having a positive influence on me. For me, I think of a lot of people in our ward, in our stake. I grew up in a part of Los Angeles that had a lot of entertainers, and so we had a really interesting stake. At, at one point, I think my young women's president was a TV screenwriter. The young men's president was a pretty well-known actor, and our Bishop was, at one point, a professional dancer. There were just tons of people who had come to LA to pursue their dreams, but they were also really devoted disciples of Jesus Christ, and so many people just served with their whole hearts, and I credit a lot of my faith and my spiritual development to their service. Did you guys have any, like, epic, like, ward parties or whatever? <laughs> like, with that much, you know, talent in your ward? Or? Yeah, we had some fun, um, some fun activities. <laughs> One thing that comes to mind is the young man's present was John Heater, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. And one time he had the youth over, and we got there, and he and Pedro and Deb and <laughs> Uncle Rico were all there. 
and it was fun fun to watch the movie but also they would stop it like every five minutes and talk about how it was to film it um but that was a cool activity that does sound like a cool activity well after the kind of these growing up years what came next for each of you did you kind of go off to school somewhere or was there something else in between you mentioned a mission earlier mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you if you had to go to school first on yeah. that or... I did have a, a little bit of school first um, at BYU and um, went back there afterwards I came back to BYU around the same time that Stephanie started there we actually didn't meet at BYU we can maybe talk about that yeah. more later but sure. um, I did school there and then did um, a master's in Texas, and then eventually my first job was in Southern California. Was BYU kind of always the plan for you, or did you kind of consider any other places that you were thinking about college? I didn't think about it a whole lot when I was growing up. Probably it was, actually, I'll take that back, because I, I at one point remember having like a dream of being a basketball player at BYU. Um, so it was kind of like in the back of my head. Um, I did apply to other places and did like some visits, but... Um, yeah, I ended up choosing BYU and, and really liked it. So did you play pretty competitively then in high school and kind of growing up? Or? <laughs> so the dream didn't actually materialize. I played JV um, oh, okay. for a year in, in high school and then just uh, rec-, rec leagues after that. And when you were at BYU, what, what were you studying? What was your major and kind of what led you to pick that? I did accounting. I took an intro class and eventually just decided like what the heck I'll apply for the program and I got in it was kind of like a little bit of a matter of prayer that I I didn't super want to do it but I felt like it would be a good thing it also played to some of my strengths so that's how kind of how I ended up doing it and then Stephanie how about you so it sounds like you ended up at BYU how did you think about that choice kind of as you were thinking about colleges and then what did you end up studying while you were there I'll say how I think about it now I I loved BYU and I'm I'm so grateful for my education there and for the the people that I met there it was a really wonderful experience. I, I spent a long time there. I have three degrees from BYU. I was there on and off for about 10 years, so really did my time in Provo. But I am embarrassed to say when I first applied as a senior in high school, I had absolutely no intention of going to BYU. didn't want to live in Utah. I think just it was culturally, it felt very different and not very appealing to me at the time. But I had some pretty strong direction that I needed to go there. Uh, happened twice, <laughs> happened for my undergrad and then again for law school. I, I'm just so glad that I went there and I had that, those experiences, wouldn't trade it. So you mentioned law school later on, sorry if I missed, what was the, what was the major while you were there? Uh, um, undergrad? undergrad, I studied music performance. And you play the cello now, so were you yeah, Were you studying the cello yeah, at that point yes. as well? Because part of that, any like big performances that you did, or you know, I don't know, like how, how did that like work in terms of yeah. the musical? When I went through the degree, you had to play in a, in an orchestra all four years. So I played in the I played in the BYU Philharmonic, and I also played in their chamber orchestra. Um, and then you do a number a number of solo recitals. I really liked playing new music so a lot of my friends were composers and they composed things for cello and I'd get to play in their recitals. It was a really fun group of people to be around and collaborate with. Brian you mentioned a mission. Where where did you serve and kind of what was what was that experience like for you? I served in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It was pretty very different from living in the United States so a big change in that way. The biggest part of it for me was 
being uh, I think of it as like kind of a a launch pad if you want to call it that for my spiritual foundation it wasn't like the first part of my mission or anything it was definitely a process but I felt like by the end of those two years I was kind of ready to go into the next phase of my life with some some good habits um, that's why it was most meaningful for me I also love the food and the Brazilian people um, ask anybody that's been there both those things are really great and were you always in a very in that urban environment it just in Rio itself or were you kind of in any of the surrounding areas? I was in Rio for two months and then mostly in smaller cities and also in a neighboring state called the Espirito Santo. And so it sounds like you were overlapping at BYU but didn't meet at BYU. So how did you meet? So my first job was in Southern California, like I mentioned, um, where Stephanie's from. And we were in the, the same church congregation together and met officially, well... <laughs> We were in kind of a group of friends at a, an activity, didn't talk to each other, but we're kind of hanging out and planned an activity to a museum in Los Angeles. And that was the first time that we um, kind of hung out, I guess, I guess you could say. We were friends for three or so months after that, doing different activities, but hanging out and stuff. And then we started dating um, and were pretty steady from there. Who took the initiative on the, the, the transition from hanging out in group settings to dating? I asked her out, <laughs> so um, I, I, I think she I thought think, it was about time. I think yeah. my response was, finally, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, it was pretty organic. It was a really natural friendship that naturally turned into something more, and I think that was something that was really nice about our courtship. <laughs> it just felt so natural. As you were getting to know each other better and, you know, maybe making this transition into courtship and stuff, what were, like, I guess, Brian, what were some of the things that stood out to you about Stephanie or that, you know, kind of caused you to say, hey, maybe she's the one? Yeah, well, like she did say, it, did, it uh, natural is a good way to describe it. It just felt like we, like we connected. One thing that I told her, too, and um, I remember being at an institute class, like a, like a religious education class, and... Um, Hearing Stephanie's comments in the class really impressed me. Um, how they were thoughtful and articulate, but also like um, I could sense her faith. So that was one of the first experiences before we kind of hung out a lot that kind of helped me want to get to know her better. How about you, Stephanie? What what, uh, what kind of stood out to you about Brian? Brian's like a, a diamond in the rough. Like at first you might, might pass him over, and then when you spot him or are lucky enough to get to know him deeper. There's just a, a lot there. And I think some of our earlier conversations, we talked a little bit about music and I thought he had good taste in music. And just the more that I talked to him, the more I got to know him more. Interesting, I thought he was, and, and just a good, genuine soul that I think I hadn't really experienced before. And so it was really fun to get to know him. And so once you decided to start dating and stuff, like, how long were you dating before you then ultimately got married? We dated, well, it's months. about a year, a yeah, year. before we got engaged. And where did that all fit? You mentioned, like, 10 years total at BYU, uh, including yeah. grad school and stuff. So where did that all fit? Did you not, did you, like, after BYU, did you go home to, for a while and then you guys went back? to be white or at least yeah. to Provo together or so we met I had a, I t took a gap year so it was like 10 years but there were some times 
away from like I, I served a mission and then I took that gap year moved home met Brian and we got engaged halfway through my first year of law school where did you serve I served in Japan in southern Japan what was that like it was amazing it, I love my mission I can't talk about it too much or I'll start crying <laughs> I just I just adore Japan and the people and that experience is really special to me Without going into much detail, what kind of setting was it? The largest city I served in was the sixth largest city in Japan called Fukuoka. I was kind of in the outskirts of it too. I did serve in Naha, which is the capital city of Okinawa. It's a small island uh, way south of the main islands of Japan. It was cool. Where Fukuoka is, it's, it's very te temperate weather, kind of like California. And Okinawa is very tropical. They call it the Hawaii of Japan. And then when you were in law school, did you focus on a certain type of law? Or, I mean, I guess law school in general is like pretty general or broad, but did you kind of go into that knowing that you would want to then go into a particular field of law? No, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I actually, I, I don't think I really knew what lawyers did when I went to law school. Um, I just had a degree in music and I needed to do something else. So I went to law school and I probably thought I would you know, go to court, be a trial attorney because that's what I thought lawyers did. And uh, I had a very circuitous path to my current job. I'm not a litigator. <laughs> I do corporate transactional work. No, I did not have a master plan when I started. So just to get the chronology right, so you were both at BYU. Then you were both in the LA area, met there, got married there in that area, then back to BYU, Provo area for your master's and so on. And then did you come here to the Bay Area after that or was there something in between? There was some bouncing from California to Utah. We got married after my first year of law school and then Brian moved to, he moved to Utah while I was in my first year of law school, we got married. And then we, we spent some time on and off in Oregon while I was a graduate student. Uh, but then when I finally graduated, we moved out here for my job. And I guess just as time has gone on, I mean, you, you, you both mentioned serving missions. It sounds like those were you know, pretty pivotal experiences for both of you. And so just as, as time has gone on, how would you kind of say that you're faith has evolved or if you kind of think of yourself you know maybe right after you finished your mission you know kind of your missions you know versus now like have there either been certain experiences that you've had or maybe ways in which you feel like you know things are a little bit different now than they were in the past I think I wrote a lot of the faith momentum if you want to call that from my mission probably up until right at the point when I started with working full-time, which was about like five or six years later. Still had that faith, but I think it was more kind of in like a steady state. I've noticed like, obviously there's been some time since then with like the pandemic, found that you have to be more intentional about growing that faith. And so that's something that I'm still working on. I have the faith. It's just being intentional about what are the opportunities that I can take to prioritize my testimony, connect with Heavenly Father, and continue to strengthen it. I think my faith has been fairly consistent, but missionary work is definitely something that lights my faith on fire, and I just feel really excited about the gospel when I'm when I'm participating in that work. I like some of Clayton Christensen's writings when he talks about calling himself on a mission, and 
as a graduate student, I think. I also just, every time I re-engage in that work, I feel like my testimony strengthens. And so I guess maybe just, you know, one place for us to end this, but hopefully it's a jumping off point for other people to have conversations with you. Just right now, what are what are some of the things that you have going on or that you'd like to do either together or individually? And, you know, how do you, how do you like to kind of connect with, with other people? We like to go on dog walks. That's something that we spend time doing together, but we'd, we'd also like to do with other people that might have dogs, um, as long as ours can get along, which is sometimes a struggle on her end. Yeah, maybe, or um, maybe they like dogs and don't have a dog. Maybe, maybe start with just the people. Yeah. I connect with other people through basketball still. Um, I just started playing again within the last year. I also like talking about the NBA with people. And then music, like Stephanie Mann, that's uh, mentioned. I listen to a, a lot of streaming music. It's a it's an interest of mine. He's a, he's a guitar player too, and dabbles in the banjo. Um, yeah, we like we like to go on hikes and like to go to the beach, and we like good food too. So if there's a good restaurant recommendation, we'll take it. Well, there you go. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of reasons if you don't know Brian and Stephanie to come get to know them. And if they approach you as part of their current calling, you know, please say yes to uh, <laughs> the question that they'll ask you. <laughs> It'll be well worth it. It'll be a good experience. Don't worry. And, uh, Brian speaks from experience. So yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But thanks for sitting down and doing this. It was, it was a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun to be here with uh, me as well. So Thank you. Thank you. It.